This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components and manufacturers of engine water heaters for midgets, sprints, wingless and all types of open wheel dirt track cars. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. Hi, I'm Chaz Monster, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Coming up on this episode of Inside Supercars. I think this year we'll potentially see, unfortunately, potentially more as, as there are some more cut parts with more mileage and cars with more mileage on them, we might actually see more you know, failures in different areas that we haven't seen last year. So that's something for everyone to keep on top of. So sit back and enjoy as Inside Supercars starting now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock, and I'm here with David Couchy following the Grove Racing Penrite launch for 2024. David, welcome back to the show. Good to, have, good to be back. It seems like only yesterday, in fact, it wasn't. It was a, a month or so ago when uh, we were in Adelaide and discussing a, a, another win. There you were, back-to-back wins for the round and David's four uh, podiums in a row. Yep. Great interview a year. Sure was, yeah. We were, we were, you know, we really come on strong the last part of uh, 2023. You know, a huge amount of hard work from everyone here to sort of, um, you know, work out uh, these new Gen 3 cars. Uh, a lot of time and dedication from everyone, so it was really rewarding. And, yeah, Matt to get his uh, a win in his rookie season was very satisfying. Yeah, indeed. Because that's the best way in the world, isn't it? You, you're good as your last show, and your last show was the best it can be, sort of thing. Yeah, well, we, it's good. We got to enjoy it for a few months. Normally, we've only got a couple of weeks to enjoy it, but yeah. we, we, got it, we got a few months out of it, so... Yeah, look, you're only as, as good as your last race, and you know, 2024. Now we've, you know, absolutely got to try to to continue on that streak that we were on at the end of 2023. But yeah, it's all it's all out there for us to to go and grab, and there'll be plenty of good competition. But that's what we're here for. A new young driver in uh, Richie who looks super fit, and not that Matt ever looked unfit, but uh, <laughs> he's actually shaming to a little degree. Because uh, Richie looks like he's got um, bouncing pebbles on his stomach, sort of, so to speak. Yeah, I'm sure he does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the new year, um, you've built a new car. Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, so uh, last year we had, you know, GRO1. Uh, Dave was in GRO1 and, and Matt was racing GRO2. So this year we've got a brand new car for Richie in GRO3. Uh, so he'll, he'll run the number 26. And Matt, uh, his car has been completely refurbished you know pretty much stripped back to the to the chassis and uh, and rebuilt from the ground up so uh, you know look both cars are going to be mechanically both both cars are, are as good as each other and uh, but you know it is nice to debut a new chassis that's for sure I, I recently had a look at Erebus and their man they've built a couple of new cars yep. and um, talking with their fabricator just saying that you can't make any massive change obviously because it's a pro not a prototype it's a set formula yeah. what it is but he said that you can just make things a little bit nicer you can just do things just that little bit neater yeah basically exactly just exactly just the execution of the of the build you know certainly last year the build was 
uh, I mean, you know, call it rushed in, in terms of, you know, the parts availability. So, you know, there were some things that you might not have done in the correct order that you would have liked to have done. So you're talking very, very fine details, you know, like, you know, cable tie here or there, but it, you know, it makes a difference. Sometimes more about the, how easy the car is to then work on, you know, if things are positioned in a little bit nicer. But um, yeah, being a spec car, there's, there's not a huge amount you can, um, you can change. I'm sure you remember vividly that moment when James Courtney in qualifying in, uh, was it top 10 shootout qualifying? Qualifying it was, in Newcastle when he bent the car. And we were all pretty shocked to see yep. the amount of damage that was caused in that. Yep. I'm sure you would as well have been. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it's, uh, you know, to see the car then, the car didn't make it out for the, for the race. So, yeah. yeah, but that was, I think, the first, uh, yeah, the first time uh, the car had been crashed. So there was a lot to learn. You know, it's still still plenty to, uh, there's still plenty to learn about these cars, you know. Yeah, from, from that side of things, there's still things we're improving overall for the whole category. And, and then certainly from setup this year, there's a lot more to learn because the, the aero is going to be, going to be different from what we had last year so um, one of the things that seemed quite surprising were the number of little issues that came up i mean for instance the steering which was for some teams an issue through the year i don't think you had those same degree of issues did you no like we um you know touch wood we we were pretty good on steering uh so we got away with it somehow so um you know there was certainly throughout the category there was a there was a you know some a lot more vocal a lot more vocal than others but that wasn't a problem that we we had here the other one was particularly at bathurst for triple eight with the uh, uh, gearbox tower um yeah bending braking and things like yeah. that did you have any of those problems uh, we certainly saw cracking, yeah. Uh, we never got it to a point of a catastrophic failure like they had at Bathurst and I think a couple of other teams, I think it was Premier had as well yeah. and maybe one other team somewhere else. But uh, definitely our guys caught it before it caused us a problem on track. So, yeah, that part had been updated a couple of times. So, yeah, it's about staying on top of it, you know. I think this year we'll potentially see... Unfortunately, potentially more as, as there are some more cut parts with more mileage and cars with more mileage on them, we might actually see more, you know, failures in different areas that we haven't seen last year. So that's something for everyone to keep on top of. One that surprised me that came through only a matter of weeks ago was the wheel bearing thing. And uh, I mean, there are some people who sort of said, oh, that was always inevitable. That, that was going to happen because the, the preloads and whatever that you put into these things are much higher. Uh, did you see that as something that was an inevitable that would change? Oh, the bear, yeah, the, the rollout sort of bearings that were specified, uh, there was certainly, we certainly um, had a failure uh, at Perth with, with Dave where the uh, one of the bearings failed and then the, the spindle starts to wobble around in the upright. So that's not a very nice thing to, not a very nice thing to happen. So, yeah, a number of teams had issues and some teams were replacing them, I mean, I think almost every round. Depending on the quality of bearing, there was a supply issue as well, so you couldn't always get the highest quality bearing that you wanted. So, again, the... The problems varied throughout the field, but you know we don't for, for what we were trying to achieve with Gen Three. We don't need a bearing that you need to replace after every event. Now, obviously, a large part of this personnel, um, you haven't got many changes on board here at all. Uh, Engineering-wise, we're you know we're very solid, so we have still got the same technical. You know, Grant as technical director, uh, Alistair race engineering, Richie, and then Jack uh, engineering. Continuing, continuing with third year in a row. Yeah, yeah, continuing with Matt. So that's been a, that's been a really awesome partnership, and they're just building and building. And and Al's one of the most experienced guys in the in the pit lane. Uh, so I think him and Richie are going to be a pretty dynamic uh, duo. Otherwise, in terms of the spanners on the car. 
look, we do have a couple of new people, a few a few changes on the mechanical side. Uh, we've brought we've brought in some some talent from uh, a bit of talent from overseas. Uh, and some some new young talent as well. So trying to sort of train train up some young apprentices as well, is, which is you know I really like doing. Um, yep. I think it's I think it's good to start to bring in the next generation of of you know races. So yeah, we are investing in, in some young talent. Yeah, you obviously you need to because as we know, it's, it's a revolving door, and they soon ship out and go elsewhere. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough industry, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of time, a lot of time away, long hours, uh, and it's it's there's for some people it just becomes a time where for whatever reason in their life, uh, whether it be you know other commitments outside of motorsport or family or whatever, that it doesn't become viable anymore. So people. You know, yeah, walk away from the sport or, or want to try something different in their career. Uh, that happens. So it's yeah, it's really important to have a, a stream of, of, of younger guys and girls coming through the through the ranks. Twenty something years ago, I gave the award for the Race Facts Engineer of the Year to a young guy who worked at Walkinshaws then called Pete Smith. All oh, right, and um, his dad actually George Smith, who I got to know, of course, part of the great uh, uh, team that uh, built all those Walkinshaw chassis. Right. His dad rang me up to thank me for awarding this trophy to him because he said it really means something to him. And I was like, whoa, yeah, hang on. How good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's that simple thing. People recognise people for what they do and, you know, the, the reward comes in what they do in future. Exactly. So, so. You're stable in most grounds there. In terms of the test day next Wednesday, what will change there? Is there any sort of major shift in the way a test day will run for you? No, it's it's a somewhat I mean standard day for us. Again, uh, learning you know there are some changes to the aero package, so getting our head around that early on will be important because that that can have a flow and effect to you know the the overall setup of the car. Uh, so that's something we have to learn. We've got a little some, some we've got some information on that, but we've uh, never run it on the track. So yeah. now it's about you know working out if the if the you know theory matches real life and go from there. One of the things that was put forward to me was that last year, after that first aero change, the one that happened before Surface Paris, you were smart enough to actually go out and give it a quick run to Winton beforehand. So you knew far more than the other teams did uh, about what that could do for you. And did you see that benefit immediately? Oh, uh, look, yeah, we had we had a rookie day, a rookie day up our, our sleeve. So, you know, we definitely, you know, deployed that. But you know, it's look. Anytime you can, you can have a, you can run or do a test day. If if it's run, you know, there's a chance you might learn something. That's why you go testing. Hopefully, you learn yeah. something. So it's always an advantage if you can, if you can have extra testing. That's why I mean, that's why it's limited. That we only get, we only get three a year. So, uh, and especially when you're learning a new car, the yeah, the more miles you can do generally, if they're used wisely, then the the faster you should be. If you were to draw a graph for the year, then obviously you're on the way up. Well and truly, I mean, there are pundits who are saying far more than just probably going to do well this year. They're going to do super well. Do you feel confident about the year? Oh, of course, yeah, definitely confident about the year. You know, and but also respectful about the competition. You know, it's uh, it's going to be super competitive again. Like, yep, there are some some changes, so that will mix things up a bit. You know, everyone there's driver changes again, the, the aero changes that we've spoken about. Uh, so this year is going to be another sort of little uh, little mystery. But uh, of course, you know, the the trajectory that we've been on is has been the right one over the the, the last sort of quarter of the of the year in 23 
but you know, also it's it's no guarantees as well. So we have to keep our heads down uh, and keep keep working away like we're doing. But I feel like we all know where we want to get to. Uh, we just have to keep working away to make sure we we get there in the in the sort of time frame that we that we want to. But we're not we're not you know we're just we're just focusing on us and. Uh, we, we, yeah, we know we know what we want to do and, and sort of how to get there for the most part. Uh, so we're just working away on our plan internally and not, not getting too drawn into predictions or making any bold statements about when or what we're exactly we're going to achieve. All right, that's wonderful. Thank you very much, David, on that. Um, one last thing is maybe just on this engine thing. There are obviously some, some changes that are going to come out from those recent tests in the last few days um, from QR. Have you got any indication as to what those changes could be? Uh, not... I mean, look, we've got a bit of an idea, but it's of, of you know some of the things they've been trying. But in terms of the overall package that that they're going to put together to, to paratise the two engines, uh, that's yet to be determined. And I guess that's more of a question for for the engine guys, the Ford engine guys, to 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 give you exact details on that. But um, look, it, it's very important. It's just as important as the aero. Um, you know, probably probably almost more you know more important at this stage. The aero's they've done a they've done a great job at the with all the wind tunnel testing. Uh, so now it's it's about getting the engine doing that to the same to the same level, and uh, and then we can just just go racing. Indeed. Well, thank you very much, David Couchy. I look forward to catching up with you on the Winton test day and uh, seeing the results of it all. Awesome. Can't wait. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components, home of Black TI, bolts, kingpins, studs and torsion stops. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com.